Welcome to Numbers Out Wide with Dr. Dupe, the podcast about interesting numbers in the world of rugby. We are part of the Bottomless Rugby Network, a series of podcasts that come out on a weekly basis. Thank you for joining me this week, and please consider following Bottomless Rugby on our social media pages and podcast streaming services. This week's topic is Scrum Time Dilation. How much time is taken up by scrums? How much time do we lose due to scrum resets? And what can be done about this? Let's jump in. Now, the topic of scrums and the amount of time they take up in the game has been a topic of discussion for a while now, at, le- at least a decade. This has always been an issue because time is lost and, you know, for rugby as a product to the consumer, the fan, you don't want to waste time, uh, game time, you know, being spent with guys just getting up from the ground, setting up to go scrum again. And this can be quite tedious. There, there has been cases, even in this last World Cup in 2019, where, you know, a single scrum took over three minutes long. That is not entertaining at all. And as much as I love scrums, I do not want to see three minutes of guys just trying to scrum. So this is an issue. I can understand the issues. So let's let's really look into this. I was fortunate that I managed to find a bit of data on this from the World Rugby website. They they had a meeting with the, the, the well, they kind of looked at the data from the 2019 Rugby World Cup. Saw this is the amount of time scrums were taking. And they then made some proposals to the law review group. Uh, and this is all available on their website. So, yeah, this is in further detail. It is available out there. I'm just going to highlight the main points that have come out of this. So let's get into the World Cup. And this is also interesting in itself. So in the Rugby World Cup 2019, on average, there were 13 scrums per game. And with that, each scrum took about 80 seconds. That is the time between the referee awarding the scrum and the ball exiting the scrum. Do note that this doesn't really include resets. Uh, within this data that they took so 13 scrums a game 80 seconds per scrum that comes out to about 17 minutes per game is taken up on scrum so you can say the quarter of a match is spent scrumming Uh, and if it's only 13 scrums yeah this takes a lot of time Uh, so notably yeah this is a little bit of an issue if you think about uh, the ball in play time and what the fans want to see and let's be honest even the guys who love scrumming that much, what we actually want to see is running rugby at the end of the day. So what they did is they proposed an amendment to the law, uh, to law 20.3a, simply because this single law is responsible for one in three scrums ending in a penalty. And this law 20.3a is the following. A team awarded a penalty or free kick may instead choose a scrum so for teams who are dominant in scrums this is obviously an amazing law and because if you get a penalty or free kick you can just decide to take another scrum if you completely dominate your opponent if you had a free kick you can dominate them again and you can try and get a penalty out of this and potentially if a team had already been put in a warning at scrum time 
you are now able to kind of force a potential yellow card if there's yeah successive collapsing or hinging or whatever from the prop. Um, personally, yeah, I, I think this suggestion by them to remove the law would definitely help. Um, yeah, you know, kind of create more ball and play time simply because it will prevent a series of scrums and penalties. Um, so we've just spent about, let's say, a minute and a half, almost two minutes on the scrum, and they get a penalty at the end of the day and then they choose the scrum again. Yeah, I mean, I can understand why they feel removing that law will basically mean that there's more chance to put the ball in play and not spend it on scrums. This law was rejected, and I'm a little indifferent to it. I, I understand why they proposed it. I also understand why you wouldn't want to necessarily remove that law um, because like I said on the one hand teams with a dominant scrum this is almost in a way you know uh, it, it benefits them it's a little bit of a reward for being so dominant as scrum where you can force it um, but in the bigger picture for a fan probably more fans just yeah they want to see more running rugby so uh, with that, they then focused on scrum resets. How much time is lost due to scrum resets? And I think this is the bigger picture. Um, I'm frankly fine with a team getting a free kick at a scrum and then deciding to scrum again. Totally fine with that. Uh, I understand the reasons for potentially wanting to remove that law, but let the teams have their scrums. The bigger issue is scrum resets. Uh, so they identified two types of scrum resets that take place. Uh, the first one being before the set, when the guys are still on their feet, and the second one being after the set, when guys have fallen down to the ground and they are off their feet. So they have some data here. Per game, there's one and a half resets that take place before the set, and that takes an extra bit of 22 seconds per scrum that is lost. Um, for after the set, 2.6 resets take place per game, each of those taking 33 seconds to reset the scrum. So, all right, numbers don't look too big. Um, half a minute is quite a lot. Um, so, yeah, it is a little bit of a concern. So, uh, if you expand on that, they found that, so on average, if you take all the resets into account per game, there's 4.1 resets that take place. It's an average of 29 seconds per reset. So you lose about two minutes per game. Uh, so that's, yeah, the average time loss per game. And this can range because in some matches you would, you could only have one reset and other matches they've seen up to nine resets. So you could have a range of 30 seconds for reset all the way up to say four and a half minutes um, that you lose in the game. Um, if you, if you look at that in terms of 80 minutes of game clock, it's it's not that much. And with the safety aspect, particularly after set resets, you can understand, yeah, I mean, you have to reset if it's, if it's a dangerous situation. Sometimes, yeah, there is a bit of a question, should the referee maybe have just encouraged the nine to pick up the ball and play? That way the players can can, you know, just get up and play. Uh, as they normally would get up to reset a scrum, there's no real danger in them getting off their feet. You know, so sometimes the question is there. Maybe the ref should just encourage the nine to play it instead of them trying to 
get a penalty. But at the same time, you understand that if a collapse takes place, there is a chance that yeah, someone infringed and they need to be penalized accordingly. So that is there. Um, so how do we fix the scrum? Um, I have input here from a devout rugby fan, a good, good friend of mine. Uh, he has written a little letter about his thoughts and what he proposes should be done. So let's hear from my good friend, Matthew Cooney. Hi guys, it's Matt. The title of the article is, How Would I Fix the Scrum? The Rugby World Cup 2019 final showed us the importance of the scrum. South Africa's domination of this aspect and many other aspects of the game led to what some would call a shock victory. It was not a shock to me, as my Superbrew pick proves, although that's probably because I'm a huge Springbok fan and was never picking against them. I feel that the scrum, as a contest, is generally good and only needs some minor tweaks. The main problem with the scrum is the amount of game time lost in setting up and resetting scrums. I have often felt the tension of a tight game killed in the last few minutes as the time evaporates through scrum collapses and resets. A seemingly exciting climax to the match fades away. This to me is one of the most disappointing outcomes to a game of rugby. What I propose will fix this issue. I think we should stop the clock until the ball is put into the scrum. My suggestion for now would be to trial this change in the last 20 minutes of the game, where the wasted time caused by scrums only serves to ruin the experience for fans. This would mean every time we reset, no critical match time is wasted. Naturally, this may cause issues with the timing and broadcasting of matches. However, the total match time can be reduced to coincide with this change. The biggest benefit to this change would be the removal of deliberate slow play at scrum time having a direct effect on the outcome of tight games. Thanks, guys, for listening. Enjoy the rest of the podcast. Thanks for that input, Matthew. Um, I must say, I generally agree with this suggestion. Uh, it is something that we have discussed in in recent times as well, uh, particularly in the last 20 minutes of a game. Um, this is the only time period where I feel that scrum resets matter. Uh, because there is a deliberate tactic at play here let's be honest all teams do this you know so it it is fair game most teams that are in in the lead yeah i mean if you are in the lead you can do what you need to do to slow the clock down uh just like some teams yeah keeping it close going ruck after ruck this is a tactic to delay the time but i do feel that when it comes to a set piece whether that be scrum or lineout, which does raise a bit of a question. If you're going to stop the clock for a scrum, should you maybe not stop the clock for a lineout close to the end of the game? We have seen uh, referees close to the end of the, end of the game stop the clock when there is a lineout or something like that that takes place. Um, I am totally on board with the idea that in the last 20 minutes, at least, if there is a set piece where... The game had stopped and you need to restart the game whether that is a scrum or penalty uh, i mean a line out let's stop the clock and restart it when the ball is put back into play uh, and i agree with him that way you at the very least i feel that you eliminate uh, deliberate slow play when it comes to that uh, let the guys take the risk with the rucks but when it's scrum time it's it's fair for both teams we will run the clock when you contest for the ball. 
I think that is fair. I, I agree with him that this could be easily trialed out. You don't necessarily even have to try it out across the board. I would have loved it if New Zealand, now with their law variations that they've introduced, that they would have tried something like this. I think it would have been a perfect opportunity for that. It's a short, quick little tournament. Um, maybe maybe one of the other two that's coming, uh, Australia or South Africa or even the Pro 14, maybe someone would be willing to do this. I doubt we'll see this anytime soon, but I do think it's, it's down the line. Uh, with regard to how you'd compensate for this, look, we just saw the data that showed that, yeah, you could lose on average two minutes of game time due to scrum resets. So, in all fairness, if we're going to stop the clock, I don't think it would make that much of a difference. You just wouldn't run those two minutes off the clock. So, I don't think this would be a major problem to broadcasters that much. I actually think, you know, saying that, yeah, you could reduce the time to, what, 75 minutes, 70 minutes would be overcompensation if we look at it being potentially two to four minutes in, in a match so yeah i think this is a simple solution that can be introduced i don't think it would impact the matches in any way apart from making sure that at the end of the game no one can really take undue advantage of this loophole that has been out there so yeah awesome suggestion thanks man So there we have it, a whole episode about scrums. One of my favorite aspects of rugby is the scrum. Um, I would generally like to hear your thoughts about you know, the time lost at scrums and what can be done. Do you agree with the proposal of stopping the clock in the last 20 minutes? Do you have any other suggestions? I'm all ears. I think that this is something that should be talked about and good solutions are out there. We just need enough voices and all participants to get those ideas. So you can let me know what you think by making use of the built-in voice message function on Anchor. If you're listening through any of the other podcast streaming services, uh, just go and go to Anchor, put it in there, look for Bottomless Rugby, and you'll see there is a voice message function built-in where you can send your your thoughts directly to us with that thank you again for joining me this week and please consider following bottomless rugby on our social media pages and podcast streaming services to stay up to date with the latest content until next week stay away from your boys wash your hands often drink lots of water and stay safe cheers <laughs>